great pleasure of bringing someone on that I've known and have done business with and been a friend of for, it looks like I try to do the research for 13 years. Dr. Steve Capobianco, who is basically, I got to say it, I guess you're the brains behind the company Rock Tape and have been innovating products since I've known you. And so you know this, and I'm, let me just bring him on real quick. So since I've already kind of done that, there he is. So you know this, I probably am one of the pioneer early adopters of the product. Is that fair? I would, I would say that you're on the, the Mount Rushmore of the Rock Tape <laughs> early adopters. Yes. <laughs> so I, I started looking at it. I actually asked my wife because we met when um, I invited you or actually requested that you come to present at one of the um, running coach certification that I was doing. You came out and introduced the folks that were hoping to be a better running coach <laughs> through our influence. And uh, I felt it was so important that people that are going to stand in front of other people, you're the first person that's going to identify somebody's having an issue, right? And so what right. you do about it at that point in time could be the difference of success or failure for an athlete, right? Okay. So okay. I felt it was critical that the people that were going to learn to be running coaches under my care learned how to treat potential injuries up front. Now, I want to be clear, we're not talking about trying to turn them into therapists or physicians. We just like identify a problem and what would be the first solution if there's a solution that can be had. And so I called on you to come out and present uh, at the time, which was the only product on the line, which was rock tape. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to stop rambling in a second here. But the other thing I want to make a point of in my business at that point in time, where I had a brick and mortar and a center, you've been there, you know, essentially all it is is me in the back and retail in the front. And the retail was sucking the wind out of all the work I did in the back, right? So I would show up at uh, events. I would show up with my, my cadre, my people, with a massage table under a tent at a marathon, half marathon, whatever, much like Greg Vanderdries did. He would show up in his truck at these events and start taping people. Well, I was doing the same thing. And what was entertaining to me and what got me bought on early was the fact that I would tape somebody's knee, IT band, back, whatever it might have been. And post-race, they would come back to my tent and go, dude, I cannot believe. I like I was so nervous that I was not going to be able to run today. And, you know, not only did I run, but I set a PR time and time and time again. So I tell people this all the time, and then I'm going to shut up. I'm an evidence-based guy. There's no magic that I do. It's just I see cause and effect relationships with whatever I've done. And if it turns out that it becomes positive and there's value in what I've done, I repeat it. And that got me on board with Rock Tape 13 years ago. And I, by the way, I looked it up. Rock Tape was founded in 2010, if I'm not correct. Uh, 2009 is when Greg and I, and you brought up Greg Vandendry. So Greg and I were, we met in 2009. He already had a product in mind and didn't necessarily know what he was going to do with it at that time. And so I guess the, the infancy of it was 2009, but you're right. We launched in 2010. Okay. Well, I believe, and I, I might be wrong. I, I just, I don't have anything with dates on it to, to prove it, but I did look today. And I asked my wife, because she's my brain. I don't remember anything. Um, and I asked her, I said, so when was it that we had Steve come out and, and present? And so I narrowed it down. It's either 2011, maybe 2012, something like that. But be that as it may, over a decade, I have been promoting the product, whether it be in, in those early days, putting on like a certification for running coaches or what I still to this day do is put on uh, running clinics around the country. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're small affairs. You know, there's not like 50,000 people at these things, purely because uh, the nature of the work where we're doing clinical diagnostics, we do resting metabolic assessments, VO2 testing, gait analysis, 
it just intensive. It takes a lot of time per individual. So we we max out at uh, 15 people if we're going to do testing on them all. But at the conclusion of every one of those clinics in the past 10 years, Rock Tape and Rock Tape products were on board. Where I would show people, because I get a lot of people who come to me because they have a niggling injury, don't have a solution for it, they try to work through it, or they you know take a week off and then go right back and make the mistakes that we're making that led to the injuries to begin with. And so I found it to be, you know, aside from me just trying to push it off onto somebody else and say, you should do this, I'm saying, okay, here are some solutions that may keep you out of trouble, keep you on board with your training while you sort things out, while you figure out why you're having the problem to begin with and deal with that because it's not, it's not necessarily a solution. It's just a means to keep you in the game, so to speak. So for whatever it's worth, you know me. I, I've been on board with this. I've done every certification that you guys provide, yeah. with one exception, yeah, which is the new one, which the the vibrating cups. Yeah. I've not done that yet, but uh, but I will say that early on, I mean, right about the time that you were in my my shop, I had a vibration plate in the back. I don't know if you ever noticed it from Provide. Okay, yeah. so I, I was doing whole body vibration in training over a decade ago. So I saw the value in vibration. And so now you got vibration in the cups, which was mm-hmm. which was interesting. And I, I want to talk about that a little bit, but you know, I'm all over the map right now, but I want to talk about, let's back up and let's do this. I want to talk about um, you being what's referred to now uh, socially as the movement advocate. What is that about? <laughs> it, it's, it's what, it, it, it's the entire story. Uh, ultimately, if we go all the way back to the inception of rock tape, um, Greg presented with a roll of tape and, you know, hence the name, we're kind of somewhat pigeonholed into being thought of as just a kinesiology tape or an elastic therapeutic tape company. But one of the things that we both agreed upon pretty early on, uh, with this company is that we wanted to be able to influence uh, the ability for people to move more effectively, efficiently, with less discomfort, all of those things. So movement was the, uh, was the impetus. And that's been my story my entire career. I've been a chiropractor for 20 years this year. And uh, my whole goal is to help people move, move and feel better. And so the, the idea of the movement advocate, which has been an extension of my professional persona, if you will, is that that's, that's what I try to do is I try to advocate for movement to get people to move more effectively. And, um, and I think if we start to break down any of the products that we've created, the tools that we create to help people, um, ultimately they're around helping them move and the science around that has really started to uh, echo the same message that we're not talking about taping or cupping or vibrating a specific muscle or, or tendon or ligament. We're, we're really interacting with the body with the ultimate goal of helping it move. And so Movement Advocate has just spoke true to my message. It speaks to what we talk about when it comes to rock tape. And then I think I, I really can say this for you is that I, I don't think it was the product that that caught your attention. It was the message that we delivered around a product. You even said it yourself that there are multiple other brands and they're all good. All the brands that exist in the market are there for a reason because they have some type of utility. Um, I, I think what's what's set us apart is is through the message how we're communicating the use of these um so then people can actually better understand why they're using it not just how to use it well i I think the term that quite frankly i picked up from one of your certification programs was tensegrity yeah and you know the influence of one thing that has uh repercussions somewhere down the line often talking about up and downstream from a particular pain epicenter. 
and what could be causing the problem to begin with. And so, again, uh, I never have held myself out to be a therapist. The only time I actually would offer some treatment is if they're already a client of mine and or if I'm trying to demonstrate self-help in one of my clinics. Uh, and in the event that I do offer some fashion or treatment to one of my clients, I don't charge them for it. I, I don't. I don't. I just see this as a path to helping them continue to move. You know this. You've been around this long enough that principally the problem with athletes is overuse injuries, poor mechanism. There's something they're doing that's incorrect that's causing problems. And when the volume picks up, the problems show up. And I tell people all the time, it becomes an issue of strength to weight ratio. How much your body will tolerate relative to the exposure and influences you're getting from your training. And so there's always a point of breakdown. I used to have people in in one of my uh, conversations where I have a group of people and I say, raise your hand if you know that your volume limit of running is 20 miles, 30 miles, 40 miles. And I'm, I'm waiting for all of a sudden all the hands are up, right? Because everybody right. tends to know what their limit is. They know, oh, man, when I get to around 35 miles, something goes wrong, shin splints, knee issues, IT band, whatever it might be, plantar fasciitis, something rears its ugly head. And the solution typically is to take a week or so off. And then they begin again. But they don't solve the problem. They just begin again. And so they always end up, maybe if they're lucky, they'll get a little bump in their volume. Maybe instead of 35, maybe make it to 40 before they start breaking down. But I saw this to be a problem with uh, marathon training, where there wasn't really what I would believe to be a professional coach involved. So, you know, it's usually uh, some charity thing, like whatever charity that is for cancer, or whatever it is. And then there's the, the person that kind of stands over it that meets you on a Saturday morning with a clipboard. Okay, Sally's here, Bobby's here, okay. Everybody go run 10 miles. Right. And the volume progressively picks up till they start falling out. People don't show up or, you know, whatever. But that would be what coaching was about. And I just took exception to that. I thought, you know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to stand in charge of these folks, you need to know a little bit more than that. You need to know how to defend these issues with and so I created this certification and I, I got bothered for a long time after I quit doing it because people wanted me to continue to do it. And if, interestingly enough, the people that actually went through and took our, our course ended up being great coaches. One of my guys ended up being the, uh, the West Coast coach for Nike from, from Mexico to Oregon. He was the guy, right? And uh, a couple others, very successful coaches, because they, they were bringing to the table something beyond what was typical. And this is just in recreational fair. This isn't, you know, professional teams or what have you. Then it's taken me to what I do now, which is basically the same thing, except for it's me, right? I bring people into my place. And now it's a joke because after having that beautiful, you know, that was a pretty cool place that I used to have, this brick and mortar place. I spent a fortune in that place, right? I mean, literally a small fortune to make that place look the way it looked. And um, after six or seven years of that, I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not signing another, another lease because it's just killing me, right? So I went home and started operating out of one stall of my garage, right? Mm -hmm. You couldn't even put a car in the space. That's how small the space was. Became internationally famous. I had, <laughs> I had people coming to my garage from all over the world was ridiculous. And, you know, my business was flourishing now. No overhead, lots of business. They didn't care if it was a garage or not. So I realized that what, what was really more important was what I was delivering. Yeah, the content. Mm -hmm. Right. And it wasn't genius. And, I, you know, I don't pat myself on the back and say, well, I'm a genius and you're not. I was just looking at things logically. I'm going, well, this is clearly what's going wrong with the way you're moving. And here's something that I believe through my research, my study, my, my experience that this will help you with that problem. So collectively, it might be, I show them things that they could do to mitigate some of the soreness or inflammation they might have, but I am also changing the way they move. And that got to be a big deal because now I've got people that are not only doing well, but they're winning the races and they're, you know, they're getting on podiums. And, and so a lot of that was people going, whoa, who's this guy? He works with so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so is a world champion. And so it just kind of happened. And it wasn't anything magical. It was just logical conclusions. But Rock Tape has been the only company 
regardless of what the critical relationship might have been between us, is the only company that I have supported for the last decade. I would bang the drum, people in front of me, this is how you do it, this is why you do it, and so on and so forth. I mean, I'm sitting here at my desk. Look, I've, this look familiar? Uh, yeah. Does this hey, look? Yeah, I, I, I know you've been flying this flag for this period of time, and we can't thank you enough. We, we really, truly believe that the community that we've, we've built over the last 13 years, and you've probably been there the majority of that time, as you said, uh, it's people like you that is that has really created the community that we have. And, and that's what I'm probably most proud of is the group of individuals the community of people that have band together with that same philosophy in mind is that we want to keep moving. And that movement could be, you know, walking my dog on a daily basis to doing a you know specific athletic event. It doesn't really matter. Movement is meaningful to the individual. And you, you, you bang that drum, like you said, um, to be able to help the elite athlete. Um, and our goal is to be able to provide you insight to be able to, Kind of help um, that process along, and so you brought up something that I, I definitely wanted to share um, because there's an evolution in in our message. There's an evolution in in why we're doing what we're doing because we learn more. And and I hope most people, when they're delivering any type of information to someone, is always taking what the science is telling us. So we're science informed, and you uh, are uh, on that same you know, school of thought. And so you brought up Tensegrity, and the reason I think th it's important for us to discuss is that it, it could be confusing for people. And we're just talking about self-help. If I wanted to figure out where should I take, where should I put a cup, um, where should I vibrate, you know, with all these tools that exist in the market, percussion is huge, uh, still is huge after several years. And people are just literally beating the tissue that is, that is, speaking the loudest right so if my knee is bugging i'm going to take that knee i'm going to vibrate that knee i'm going to put cups on that knee i'm going to put a cream on that knee and so the idea of tensegrity which has been around for gosh many decades is starting to, to kind of rear its head again because the evidence is indicating that when we're talking about this machine the human body it's it's much more complex than we give it credit and so the idea of tensegrity is that one area of the body can influence another. And once you start to peel away at the onion, you start to identify that the knee isn't the issue. It's the victim. The culprit is the hip and the foot. And once you start to understand that the foot and the hip, as an example, um, can, can affect the knee, then this provides you power, power in how you can actually influence the ability for your body to move more effectively and efficiently, like I keep saying. So, so the reason I, I bring this up is that the, the concepts of tensegrity, the complexity of our bodies may seem overwhelming, but it's actually really simple if you kind of take it, take a, a, a look at the body as a whole. And that's really the message that we've been delivering with our education and what we deliver in our, in our, our products is that we want you to to identify the key areas that you want to provide an input to. And so something that I want to share to you and, and, and to the viewers and listeners that are going to be watching this is that there's, um, there's one main um, uh, focus when you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're trying to interact with the body. And we generally would think that it's going to be a muscle, that we're going to be interacting with a muscle. And really what the science is telling us is that the only thing that we should be focusing our attention on is the brain. How do we influence the brain to be able to improve how our muscles work, our expression of pain or discomfort, um, just our physiology in general? The brain is the governor. And so if you know this, then you can start to uh, use the tools that exist. And we're talking about rock tape today is that you, you can put a strip of tape on an area of the body and have a, a, an effect that you weren't expecting because the brain is taking that information in and making a decision on how to move forward. And so I, I think with this new knowledge of how we're interacting with the brain 
and we can talk about this further as we go through and with more specificity, but once you understand that interacting with the nervous system more than you are with tissues, uh, even though you might be taping an area that, you know, that is, is uh, uh, accompanied by a, a specific muscle, a tendon, a ligament, some, some, some tissue, the, the goal is to communicate with the brain and the brain to provide you the outcome that we all observe. Um, right. So those are things that, that I'm really thinking about over the last couple of years because the science is telling us to. Man, there's so much that I, I can peel back here myself when I'm listening to you say this. It's like one of the things I've been pretty staunch about is runners that are dealing with the marketing hype associated with running shoes. And mm. it hurts my heart when I've had a chance to work with somebody and again, when their head is nodding up and down because what I'm telling them becomes logical, it's irrefutable. I don't mm -hmm. just throw some crap out there because I want to see if it'll stick. It's been long studied, long delivered, long experience-based information that is, it doesn't help everybody. We can't help everybody. It's, there's people that are unique and they have circumstances that are unique. But you're talking about how the central nervous system is essentially making decisions for the body and it's mm -hmm. based on the feedback that it's that's relying on so the mechanoreceptors in the bottom of your feet are involved in the process of developing signals to the brain to react or actually right. better than that to be proactive is what i've learned mm -hmm. and the further away from the ground you get the further the dampening effect that is associated with the mechanoreceptors basically we're talking about the same thing we're just i'm just eliciting to a very yeah. specific region of the body. And so yeah. I see these guys wearing these really puffy shoes that are supposed to provide them with impact relief. Offering. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. it just hurts. I thought that doesn't make a lot of sense. You need to, you need to get closer to the ground. You need your foot to do what the foot was designed to do so it can communicate with your brain. And I'm not a barefoot advocate. I'm not going to say, hey, go run around barefoot on pavement and concrete, whatever. That's stupid. It's just, you know, it's just a matter of time before you hurt yourself. Right. But you want to be able to protect your foot well enough, but not let the shoe get in your way. And I've been selling that. And I've never, you know, I have no shoe love manufacturer-wise. I don't have all these guys are great because they all are falling prey to marketing hype and, you know, pressure from above. They look at so-and-so's shoes. They're doing really, really well. Why aren't we doing the same thing they're doing? And so they yeah. start selling, you know, different colors, different type of foam. But basically they're, they're chasing down high stack height, because that seems to be a big deal these days. Anyway, so it's really the same message. So I end up getting these guys that end up with plantar fasciitis. They've got Achilles tendonitis. They get all these osises and itises that are going off because just things aren't communicating well, right? And then so yeah. here, comes, here comes the need to show them ways to mitigate some of the issues they're facing as they correct the problem that is at large. And mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing for a very long time. And so off that for a second, you talked about evolution and I wanted to, almost wanted to jump in. What I've learned, the evolution of rock tape is, okay, first it was a tape. Yeah. Great success with the tape. In my own accord, I've had great success with the tape. Uh, learning unique treatment patterns to, to tape for whatever reasons and whatever. And then comes along the new product. Next thing you know, we're introducing floss. And I realize that most of the products that you guys have are not novel. I mean, they've been around for thousands of years, many of them, right? The cupping. That's right. Uh, the blading, you know, using the instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization. So mm -hmm. all of these treatments start to work well together. So it used to be I just had one arrow in my quiver, you know, one golf club to play with. And now I got two. And now I got three. And now I got four. Now I get to a place where I'm just, geez, how do I want to do this? You know, I definitely know that like tape has turned out to be rather than the, the standard, it becomes a means for carrying the treatment for a greater length of time is the way I've, I've found it to be, right? So I might go in and do a little discovery with the blade. So I'm in there scanning, looking for things. Oh, hey, I got a little something here. Let's try to clean this up a little bit, maybe reduce some inflammation to a particular region, whatever, and then come behind it with, I might throw floss and just help to encourage more of the inflammation to go away or increase some of the mobility that was being lost. And then once I've gone through that, whether it be through the cupping or whether it be the, the floss or whatever, I finish up with the tape. 
And so I find that the tape will give them, instead of giving them like hours of relief, it might provide them for a few days. Right. So it's I've been watching the evolution. It's like, cool, what's coming next? So the last thing so far, unless there's something else that I don't know about, the vibration in the cups is intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. And I love the cups, by the way. I've, I've had great... By the way, this may might interest you to know. I will put cups on a calf, a calf issue, right? So calf yeah. Achilles. Run a line of cups on him, actively move them, put them on a treadmill, as long as the cups will stay, for a few minutes, pull the cups off, and have almost immediate relief. I mean, I'm talking about like, I, I do this one to 10 thing. On a one to 10, how much pain do you have? You know, because client comes to me ready to train. We're going to put them on a treadmill, do some overspeed stuff, whatever. And one meaning zero, next to zero pain, 10 being, oh my God, I'm lit, right? Mm -hmm. And pull somebody off that literally I've had this happen more than a few times. Pull them off the treadmill because I don't think I could do this today. Put cups on them, put them back on the treadmill for a few minutes, just walking, maybe jogging. Pull the cups off. How are you now? One to 10. One. I'm like, yeah. you went from a nine or a 10 to one. And I'm thinking, you know, they're just playing with me, right? Then it happened again. And then it happened again. So getting back to this evidence-based thing, I started to notice a profound result from these treatments. So like, what could I possibly say other than, man, this is the deal, right? So literally all my clients that I work with globally, if they have access to it, they have a kit where they have tapes, they have, they have rock sauce, and they've got either cups or floss generally. And now they go for it. Whenever they know when things are getting a little saucy, they, they know what to do about it, which is great. That's what I love about you most uh, is that you give people the tools and the knowledge to be able to figure out how to self-manage. Um, therapists, and I'll speak for the traditional therapist, manual therapists like myself and physios, uh, you know, the athletic trainers. And I'm speaking on a, with, a, with a pretty wide spectrum here. The majority of us focus our attention in the clinic where we're treating on you, we're operating on you. You right. need to rely on us. And, and that's, that's the relationship. So people don't leave with the autonomy saying, how do I manage my own body when I'm, you know, picking up my mileage when I'm not, you know, available to come see my therapist. So I love the fact that you provide that. Um, just going back to what you said as relates to the tools, they all complement each other. We wouldn't have created them if they didn't. Uh, they work uh, in concert with each other. They're, they're different instruments to be able to, to have that communication to the brain. And you, you said it beautifully, uh, and you just use the foot as an example. And I, I want to kind of come back to that. You know, entombing a foot into um, a, a fluffy shoe uh, is is not going to deliver that that inf the information that the, the brain needs of where the foot is in space. So now the brain is is looking, and you said proactive. And again, I'm always going to steal things that you come up with. Uh, I'll give you credit maybe three times, and then I'll make it my own. But the point is that the brain's always trying to predict the future, right? If I'm on a trail and I'm going to be you know running, I'm my brain's already thinking three steps ahead so to speak, to be able to identify how do I need to control my body so then I avert rolling my ankle on that rock that's ahead of, ahead of me on the trail. So when you don't have that information that's coming in, then the brain is left to make a decision with, with, with no knowledge. This is where I think, and, and there's, there's multiple components of how these products that we create actually influence movement, but the first one is talking to the brain. So let's, let's, let's feed those receptors that reside in the body that tell the brain where it is in space. And so tape, cupping, flossing, instrument-assisted techniques or tools, all of them help to amplify the conversation to the brain to, I call it spotlighting or illuminating, uh, bringing attention to an area where there's not very much information. The, the Wi-Fi signal between your foot and your brain is disconnected. So then the brain is left to make a decision. Um, and unfortunately, what happens with that, and this is going back to tensegrity, is that the foot isn't going to deliver you know, the information. The, 
the brain's going to want to steal it from somewhere else. And so it goes upstream, like we were talking about, and now it's putting more stress on the knee because it's, it's seeking, you know, information, it's seeking stability and it's not getting it from the foot because it doesn't know where it lives. So I think neurologically that's, and, and without getting into the, in, we don't want people to be neurologists when it comes to self-care. We want people to understand that ultimately when you use these tools, you're shining a spotlight on an area that might be lacking in clarity. And by just bringing attention to it, uh, helps the brain make a better decision. So that's the, the neurology behind it. So when you say someone goes from an eight or nine to a one, there, it's it's diff, very difficult to explain that mechanically, that we've broken up some adhesion or scar tissue, or we've disrupted the fascia, or we've optimized muscle function locally. This just, you can't explain it mechanically. The way that you explain it is that the brain is what, what provides us the, the feeling of pain. It's not the tissue, it's the brain that actually generates the pain expression. So we're influencing the brain and it's an immediate reaction. And that's, that's the beauty of it. But there's also a mechanical effect. And if we can go you know, to the cups that we're talking about, and this is why I love the vibrating cups, is that when you put a cup on, on an area, the cup is creating a mechanical force to the tissue, which is really unique. It's most forces that we apply to the body are typically pressure, they're compression, right? So they're putting pressure in. This is one of the tools, one of the, one of the only tools that takes pressure away. So mechanically, what we're starting to learn, and we're learning this by really cool tools like MSK ultrasound, similar ultrasound you would get to diagnose an injury. Now we can have wireless ultrasound device that yeah, I've shown you in the past. will give you a real-time picture of what's happening underneath the skin. And, and I've always been curious, is like, what is actually happening when you put a strip of tape or a cup or a tool on the body? And now we have it documented and cupping by far provides the most amount of space between different layers of tissue that might be, and for a lack of a better term, kind of Velcroed on each other. So, so mechanically, if tissues aren't able to slide and glide, then they're going to cause friction and irritation and, and stimulation of, of pain receptors that are going to provide you the symptoms that you experience. And that it's going to lack, it's going to decrease your mobility. So the things that you see in respect to, you know, running mechanics, it might be because the tissues can't slide amongst each other. And so a cup can provide the space to allow for those tissues to slide and glide. And then, then the beauty of this new cup that we've created has three different levels of vibration, 75 Hertz, 100 Hertz, and 125 Hertz, that's the frequency, that's the rate of vibration. And now we can combine a neurological stimulus, a novel neurological stimulus to the brain because the brain doesn't experience vibration very often. So when you expose the body to vibration uh, from a whole body vibration platform to a focal vibration device like this, the brain pays attention. So we're illuminating the area with information saying, here's where this body part is. And then the secondary benefit of a cup is that it creates a mechanical effect that improves slide and glide. And voila, we have like the best of both worlds of improving someone's ability to know where they are in space and their ability to move. And now they get to actually at in respect to their, their, their movement of choice. You know, I had a chance to um, play around with that imaging tool at one of the, uh, certifications I did, which it's a big seller. Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought, man, I'd love to have one of these, but uh, it's a little expensive for me. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, it's not like I'm yeah. treating people and, you know, I can hit their insurance for it, whatever. Um, right. I, uh, but I did see, and, and talk about sending the message home. When you're looking, yeah. you actually, actually see the fascia layers being expanded or, or there's space between them now as a result of yeah. a treatment instantaneously and mm -hmm. you're like wow that thing works right as opposed to the hocus pocus that people think of when they think of tape they're like wow dude what's this doing is this, is this really doing anything and uh yeah. I, I i get where some might have a little bit of pushback when they're not really seeing it and it's a lot of it you know because 
the kinesthetic awareness, I guess what we're talking about here is that the brain identifies yeah. something is attached to a part of my body. I'm paying attention to this now, where maybe right. before it was not. Just the decompressive effects that's helping to, as you move, inflammation is also moving. Fascia mm -hmm. layers are starting to slide a little bit more effectively, things mm -hmm. like this. So like I said, I've been on board for the whole ride. And it's it's because I have yet to see some ridiculous thing where like what are we doing here? This is not this is not working, you know. And I've seen that I've seen that happen. I'm tough, by the way. I am I am a tough sell when it comes to anything like this. I have zero supplements that I talk about. Nobody comes to my place to buy supplements, <laughs> you know. I, I'm like, no. How about let's eat some food? Let's have some decent food. Let's eat on a regular basis. That's when we do resting metabolic assessments, you know. It's funny, yeah. you see these guys come in and they're on these fad diets, right? Because it's it's novel. Oh, man, we're doing the keto thing and we're doing this, whatever. And uh, I, I said, oh, okay, fine. And we do a gas analysis and we're looking at the utilization of fat versus sugar and how effective their uh, their metabolism is. And it's crap. I mean, I'm like, yeah. well, my God, look at that. Is that, that's you, right? You know, this is the thing you're doing right now. Again, just evidence-based. We said we put them on a reasonable approach to eating. And all of a sudden, everything starts to improve. Their sleep. Yeah. Food is fuel. Going back, going back to the basics, and uh, yeah, I. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, mean I use that as an analogy. But at the end of the day, it's like yeah. it's the same thing with the tools. I'm just a tough sell, and I've known that this this has been a go-to thing for me for all these years. And other than support that I appreciate from Rock Tape for my clinics. You know, I pass this mm -hmm. on. It's not like I'm I'm going to sell that. You know, I'm passing it on. I said, look, this is what I want you to do. Here, take this roll with you, or take you know, take this with you. Let's get started. Just I, I don't want your money. I just let's just. I know that down the road this is going to make you better. This is going to help you. You're smarter now. You know how to deal with your own issues. And so the point that you were making about the therapist being involved, and it takes a little work. I know how it is for me. I mean, I could use a team of therapists to work on this old body. Right. But just getting making the call, making the appointment, showing up on time, dealing with insurance, if that's it. You know, by the time you get to the intervention, by the time you get to somebody that's going to take care of you, maybe you got to the path is you got to go through your doctor first and then he makes the appointment, you know. And but weeks have gone by. I've had guys that tell me, oh, you know, something's wrong with my foot, whatever. And I say, here, I want you to do this because oh, I'm going to go get an MRI. I said, great, you're going to get an MRI. And by the time you get the report back and you actually speak with your doctor, six weeks have gone by. It may, might be a little crazy. In a couple of weeks, maybe a week, I don't know. But you could do something right now that may have influence, that may provide benefit to you. And nine out of ten times when I make that kind of observation, we've, we've ended up in a good place. Now, mind you, if I see something that really does not make sense to me that I'm a little nervous about, I'm sending them to the doctor. Go see yeah. your, your chiropractor. Go see your therapist. Go see somebody because... This is above my pay grade. I don't do this. I'm just trying to help you make a better decision. And just knowing the difference where you cross the line or don't has always been kind of my mantra. I just stay out of trouble, give better advice rather than just... People tend to not know what to do about their own circumstances, I find. Well, let me just kind of touch on that because I think it's a sticky point, uh, pun totally intended here, is that the... Therapists are concerned that non-therapists are are using you know these types of products that are typically considered clinical, um, uh, and and I I think the complete opposite. In fact, we don't restrict who who can actually come to our education because education or knowledge is the power, and understanding just what you said is understanding what is your scope and understanding what is within your control versus what should be referred to, you know, the next level of care. Uh, but there is a spectrum into the care model that people forget about. The, man, the therapist generally consider that they are the only component of the, of the therapy uh, spectrum. And that's not true. It starts with the individual. The individual know, you, you know your own body better than anyone else. And so, you know, when, a tissue is injured versus when it's just stressed from maybe you know increasing your mileage and knowing that I need to back off. So you have that intuition of your own body, and then the next level, and this comes down to access. And this is this is something that I I hold true in in believing 
is that, and I, I, I was um, a, a personal trainer and a strength and conditioning coach well before I was a chiropractor. And I continue to implement that practice into the practice of chiropractic because I truly believe that the corrective strategies, the exercises, the, the, the recommendations I gave was more important than the therapy that I applied with my hands. So I'm saying all this is that the, the access point, the level of access that a personal trainer, um, a strength and conditioning coach, a run coach, others that, that, that actually see someone on a more regular basis, they actually pick up more than the therapist does. And so I love to work in collaboration with that, with that um, professional because we together can actually help an individual much further including that individual into the actual discussion because a lot of times again it's we're operating on them we're not even asking the individual what they think is going on they're just a piece of meat on a table and we're we're affecting that that meat that they are feeling pain in or having dysfunction in so the, the point here is is that if we give people an understanding knowledge from the individual first their autonomy the coaches uh, the trainers, the strength and conditioning specialists with the understanding of how we could use tools like this, not, not to diagnose, not to quote unquote treat, because if you use those terms, then it somewhat spills outside of what your scope is, but you're using them to help someone move more effectively. I, I have no issue whatsoever of using these to influence the ability to highlight an area of the body that is potentially lacking in clarity going back to our kinesthetic you know awareness if you don't know where your foot is in space let's let's provide some safe and novel stimulus to it which a strip of tape can be uh and and we know that the risks are pretty low if it didn't give you any benefit and we even see a, a you know a, a dissolution of the symptoms like they get worse then you should have the the right person that you refer them to and right. that is the spectrum that i really think we should be creating here which is a connection of the individual to multiple experts to help them along that path. Right. So that, that's, that's my viewpoint on using these tools. Uh, as long as you're not spilling outside of your scope, use what you have access to to help someone move more effectively. And I think that's a full stop. As you're talking about this, I have a meeting tomorrow with a group of physical therapists just to see what the, what the relationship could be. Because uh, yeah. now I'm living in Tennessee instead of California. And so I'm kind of new to the area and I don't, and I, I ran into these guys at a, a fit expo. I was actually supporting a, a competition that was there. I, I threw some money at them for their, uh, their prize purse it was a functional fitness competition oh. and uh, kind of a hybrid thing. Crazy, by the way, the competition was, but you know, the, these guys had booze there and I, I spoke to uh, some folks and uh, they got a hold of me and they said, Hey, look, we'd like to have coffee. Let's, let's get together, have coffee. I thought, you know, great. I would love that because I love to have a connection with where, where I've got a problem. I know where my solution is going to come from. That's right. I could just, and I could call them and say, look, here's what I'm finding. And I wish you'd take a look at them, you know, and figure it out because I'm not in the business or trying to be in the business of therapeutic intervention. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm in the business of helping athletes stay functional, being able to continue to do and flourish in the thing that's, I have guys, I'm, I'm working with a guy right now that I expect he'll win the world's toughest mutter this year. The amount of work that we're doing is crazy, right? It's a lot of work. You know, you get up in that stratosphere of running trails and mountains for 70, 80, 90, 100 miles a week. Yeah. It, it takes its toll. I don't, in the best of circumstances, you are very subject to having a problem. And so this individual, he's come to see me. A matter of fact, this last tough mutter, the toughest mutter he came and did, came to see me two days before. And he said, you know, I'm getting a little something's bugging me in my foot. I said, well, let's take a look at it. Let's, let's see if we can, you know, because I did a VO2 on him. He wanted to know what his heart rate should look like during this event. So I did a VO2 on him. By the way, it was crazy that the numbers I had to throw at him for this event. Try to imagine, you, you know, you're, you've done Ironman, you know this kind of thing. I recommended for a 24-hour event that he hover around 170 beats per minute. Wow. That sounds pretty crazy, doesn't it? And I even told him, I said, look, it's, I'm having a hard time having these words come out of my mouth right now because it just does not make sense. Eh. He hung out at that heart rate 
I was watching it on YouTube. I think it was about got close to midnight. He was in second place. He's oh a total dark horse. Nobody expected this guy to show up, and he just he popped out. He just he just he said it's getting cold and my hip was bugging me a little bit, so I quit. He goes energetically. I felt fine. He goes I was like ready to go. So it turned out that the advice was good, but he was a little nervous about his foot, and that's part of the reason why he wasn't trying to be competitive. He said I just want to see if I can get close to 100 miles. I flossed him, gave him a roll of floss. I think I followed up with some tape on it, gave him a roll of tape. I said, look, you know, if it's not working out, just bail. Don't, don't, don't press it. There's always tomorrow, right? But again, I had a hard time saying it, but I, I really think just based on the information I'm getting from this test, it, you're, you're going to be good at 170 beats per minute. And sure enough, he and so now, That's then he hired insane. me as his coach, right? So, so now we're we're working on those numbers. He just won a event, uh, recent event. Well, he won the uh, the Montana Ultra Beast a couple weeks ago. He won. He was, the the second guy behind him was 39 minutes back when he finished. 39 minutes back, and he's you know, and he goes, yeah, the same drill, like just kind of holding there, just. I feel pretty good around there. And so nobody else, you know, just with predictive measures would have came anywhere near that kind of a number. You know, they said, no, dude, you can't do that. Energetically, it's not going to work. And sure right. enough, I mean, he was probably 70% fat utilization at that number. No know? doubt. That's so, incredible. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing I do. I don't know anybody that does what I do, by the way. I don't know if you No, doing. that's what I, no, I don't. And this is what, you know, I, I always appreciate just, even even having this discussion is just hearing some of the stories that you have. We don't get to connect as often as I would like, but having an understanding of how you're using something as simple as a strip of tape to influence someone at that level. I don't know, not all of your you know clients are at that level, but but you definitely work with it with the outliers is how I position it. And outliers and anyone that pushes their stress strain curve, and I I, I think you brought yeah. this up at the beginning of our conversations, like knowing where the limit is that that teeter point um, every elite athlete that that i've worked with uh pro athlete and then even my own body that i when i was competing even more than i am now i was always looking to push the envelope of that stress strain curve what can i do and and when you're at that level small little tweaks like applying vibration a strip of tape a cuff may not influence the you know, quote unquote, normal or sedentary individual as much. But those that are looking for, you know, micro adjustments uh, make a significant effect. So that I, I love the fact that you're using them to help someone, you know, extend their career, improve their performance, improve their ability to move. That's what I, why I love working with you, because you always push the envelope of how we're using these tools, not just as a therapy for plantar fasciitis, like, you know, I would in the clinical environment is just really using them in a unique way to influence performance and overall movement. So I, I can't yeah. stress that enough. I just love the, what you do. I have a client in the UK. Actually, he flew out to see me recently to do a gait evaluation and do uh, a VO2 test and whatever. And he's competing in high rocks, which is the new thing these days. Mm -hmm. uh, hybrid fitness competitions. And uh, he's having an issue with his foot. And mm -hmm. he's got a physiotherapist there that he's working with regularly. Had been, he, he played semi-professional uh, soccer, football. And uh, so he, he's got a guy that he's been working with forever. And so I said, well, I want you to tell him what I'm having you do. And he rules. If he says that's not working for me, I don't want to do it. We're not doing it anymore. Because he's hands-on with you on a regular basis. He knows, and he's treating you. So, so I don't want to do anything to violate his treatments. I don't, want to, I don't want to tell you to do something that he doesn't want you to do. I want to have that relationship. So now we've, we've built a bond. So now I'm communicating with, with this physio, and we're, trying to, we're working together to help this guy get to a better place. And awesome. we totally shut down running in the short term. Because when he came to me, we couldn't run. I mean, it was it was sad because he spent all the money to come see me. Successfully getting a VO2 out of him. High rocks, I do a VO2 on the treadmill, on a rower, and also on a skier. Just looking at the threshold differences between the three modalities and trying to develop, you know, where the energies need to be. But we were able to get all that done, except when we try to go out and run, typically what I like to do is put a monitor on him. I have an e-bike. I'll, I'll get on my little electric bike 
and I have uh, all my tools and stuff on the bike so I can monitor the cause and effect relationship with what he's doing uh, on top of the testing we just did. Because I say, yeah. okay, this is cool. Clinically, this is what it looks like. But what about if you go running down the road? What's yeah. what's the response going to look like? So I like to check both, right? We didn't get but four, four houses down the street and he had to stop. Oh, man. So we're on the men now. I mean, we literally took off the year. We're not going to do any competition till next year. And we're working around it, toying with all the other exercises and such, uh, keep his fitness levels up. But I guess what long story short is I, I love that type of relationship where I can communicate with the guy that's treating him. So he knows what I'm doing because a lot of times that's their fear is they don't know what I'm doing, right? They're like, oh, man, you got this. Oh, God, what's he going to do to you? It's like, I'm trying to fix you and he's trying to break you, right? So having a relationship <laughs> where they're communicating and say, okay, we're, we're not going to violate trust. I, you're the guy that's treating him. You know, you reign supreme in this relationship with your client or your patient. Uh, I'm the outlier. I'm the guy standing out there trying to get him to this competitive end, but I can't get him there unless he's he's healthy, right? So there's definitely you guys are working. You're working together. It's the right. therapeutic performance alliance, if I if I want to call it something. Right. And I wish I wish more of us did this. And that, that's again, you are an outlier. I don't think you're an outlier, and nor are you a level below the therapist you you should be working in tandem and i think you do that beautifully and i think you're going to do that with the, the group that you're going to be meeting with and and start to bond you know a new relationship in in the new state that you're in this is the, exactly the relationship that that you should seek to find is someone like yourself that is willing to do the work to be able to collect the data on someone to make a decision have the necessary tools to give people the information uh, and, and toolkit to be able to manage their own body, of which you do, and then have the, the, the network of, of other experts within the spectrum that, that people could rely on if and when necessary. So this, it, it all goes back to what we started off with, is that the central message of me as a movement advocate as a chiropractor, as an athlete, it's all about helping ourselves move more effectively. And if we do it in a team, if we do it, you know, in the village, uh, we're, we're going to be much more successful. So all of your your followers see that and feel that. That's why you're, you're you are who you are. And I just I'm so proud and honored to be able to be you know part of that you know, solution kit that you provide. And uh, I just can't wait. For us to continue i have some new and novel things so let's reconnect later in the year because i got some new tools that i'm going to show you in advance but let's share it to the rest of the audience just to kind of dangle that carrot for people to kind of come back and listen to us talk next time very pleased to get you back great things great things thank you for taking the time steve i love you brother thank you take care you too